Hi, everyone. This is Gideon Fiddles, editorial director of Custom at PR Week. Really, really excited to be here today for another Best Places to Work podcast. It's really exciting for me to be talking to some of the leaders who are truly shaping the cultures of the places that we're honoring. Today's podcast is going to feature Bacardi. We are going to be joined today by two terrific leaders from the comm side. Jessica Mertz, VP of Global Corporate Comms, and Jamie Cooper, VP of Global Brand PR and Influence. Jamie and Jessica, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Gideon. Happy to be here. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. And um, yes, um, I will send you my address after this so I can get a whole bunch of free stuff for doing this. <laughs> Properly. Um, and yes, everyone out there, that was a joke. Don't worry. But no, but seriously, guys, I want to obviously congratulate you on the honor. It was one of the more hotly contested um, of the 10 years of the Best Places to Work program. So well done to you. And the whole point of today's conversation is dig a little deep into what makes Bacardi such a special place to work for communicators? And A, certainly put a spotlight on this wonderful or um, wonderful company and communications team, but also um, in the middle of all that, hopefully give everyone out there listening some ideas as to things that they might be able to do um, because anyone can be a best place to work if they work at it. So one of the reasons that I feel being named a best place to work is particularly noteworthy is that the honorees are chosen based entirely on staff or responses to a survey that we put out. In that same vein, when I speak to the leaders at honoree organizations, such as the two of you, my inclination is to focus on areas in which your company stood out from the others based on those staff or responses. One such example for Bacardi is recognizing employees for doing a good job. It seems an obvious thing for any workplace to do, but clearly not all do. And based on our data, Bacardi does it better than most. So please talk a bit about both tactically and philosophically what makes Bacardi's leadership unique in the way that they recognize employees for jobs well done. Jessica, I'm going to go back and forth as to who I start with first. So um, Jessica, I'll start with you. Great. I think Bacardi does a really good job of sharing the stage. And it's, it's part of being a family-owned company and part of our family culture. And it really starts at the top with the concept of servant leadership, team first, individual second. Um, and I'll share something that gets said a lot when we're recruiting for senior level roles. And that's that if you're coming here because you want to be a star, you're at the wrong company. If you're coming here because you want to help light up the galaxy and be part of this team, then Bacardi is for you. We're all about you know, setting the tone from the very beginning that this is a place of team. And it's very natural for us to shine the light on each other because that's the tone that we get from the top, right? We know it takes a lot of people to help make something a success. And it goes without saying that there is importance and value in recognizing those people behind the scenes. You know, comms, for example, is always behind the scenes, we find. Um, so it's very important for us to do that. There are a lot of enterprise programs at Bacardi that allow you to recognize individuals within your function, outside functions and other parts of the world, whether it's awards programs, it's it's gifting programs. We even have a, an electronic e-card, we call it Cheers, where you could easily write a card and it gets sent to somebody via email, but then also their manager gets copied. So I love to see what people are saying about my team directly and why they're expressing their gratitude and going out of their way to send a note um, because somebody went above and beyond. So I think that's really special. You know, at the team level, it's important for us to find ways to elevate the work of the individuals. And that's part of recognition. That could mean pushing them to present something to a broader group. 
you know, sometimes it, it's not the people who are doing the work who present. It's often it's just the bosses who present. For us, it's very important that the people who are working on it present. And sometimes that really gets them out of their comfort zone and puts them in front of um, executives or other functions that they probably wouldn't have the visibility in, into. But that's important because that's also part of recognition, but it's equally part of their personal development, of giving them the confidence and of giving them the opportunity to show up as a professional. Um, so I think, you know, Bacardi just, that's the nature of our culture. And it doesn't hurt that it's really easy to send somebody a bottle to say thank you, kind of like you joked again, like we love to send bottles to people outside of the company, within the company saying, hey, thanks. Who doesn't love a good bottle drop of a Grey Goose, a Patron or a Bacardi bottle? Um, I, I, I would, if I were you, I'd still do that. But the way that you recognize people for doing a good job is pretty great. So you don't have to change anything, Jessica. That's really good. Uh, Jamie, um, obviously, I'd be remiss if I didn't give you an opportunity to um, sort of add on to what Jessica said. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, one addition is that the comms team in particular, you know, brand PR and, and corporate communications, we work across so many different teams. Um, you know, we sit on brand PR, we sit within our individual brand teams working around the world. Um, the internal comms team sits within the functions. And so we, we're we lucky in that um, we get to touch a lot of different things in the organization, arguably almost everything. And so a lot of people get to see and know our team's work. And so I will say, you know, it's not necessarily the obvious thing, but we have the pleasure of being able to celebrate so much because um, we're embedded in a lot of these teams. And it just speaks to, you know, what we're doing as a function. Excellent. And um, well, on behalf of PR Week, I guess I'm glad I'm glad, I'm glad we gave you another thing to celebrate. So mm. hopefully everyone gets a bottle for this one. Well, except for Gideon. <laughs> I, don't worry, I'll, I'll get over the Gideon getting a bottle. Don't worry about it. It's a, it's a little sticky thing. I'll stop. <laughs> we know someone who can make that happen for you. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk after the podcast. <laughs> In our conversations leading up to this podcast, I came to appreciate how united Bacardi's comms team truly is even though you are structured in a way where that could be challenging. You both lead distinct teams and have different reporting structures, but again, you are clearly one united team. I know you guys probably don't sit around thinking about it, but there really is a secret sauce to accomplishing that. And I'm hoping that you guys can give me a little idea of what that secret sauce is. And uh, Jamie, I told you I'd go back and forth, so I'm going to start with you on this one. Okay, so you have to bear with me. We're in the spirits company. So I'm going to say it's not a secret sauce, but it is the perfect cocktail recipe. Um, and you know, we, we do think about it. We do consider it. Um, and every great cocktail starts with key ingredients, right? And so for us, how we're able to be united as we look at it in three ways. It's one part shared um, shared respect. It's one part communication. And, you know, it's two parts fun. And for Jessica and I, it really starts with mutual respect. We've had the benefit of working with each other for many years now. Um, and so we see firsthand every day, whether it's with senior leaders, whether it's with you know different functional teams around the world, we need these two functions to come together, not just for the success of our brands, but for the success of the organization. 
we are so often leaning on each other's expertise. So for my team, for instance, on brand PR, so often we're mining stories from our heritage, which means we're starting with Jessica's archivist team. You know, we have world-class archivists from around the world. Like that's who we're picking up the phone to and going to first. Or Jessica and the internal comms team, you know, we have to share information around the world of what's happening with our brands. So they're they're coming over to our team to say, hey, what innovations are launching? Or, you know, what's the next exciting brand campaign that we're going to see from Bacardi Rum? And we help them put together those stories. So we really value each individual's contribution. And that then brings us together. And I think it's funny to, you know, in PR week podcast, be talking about communication, you know, while it's obvious, it's not necessarily always the easiest. And we see that all the time. I mean, what's that adage? Like those who can't do teach, like we, we see um, communicators miscommunicate. So as leaders, you know, we really have to set the tone. We're transparent. You know, when we can, we try and bring everyone in and we try and keep it simple. You know, it's better to work together. It's more fun. So it's really natural for us to connect regularly. We have so many shared initiatives. You know, we we set it as the tone. We don't compete against each other because that's for the greater good for all. You know, we have enough competitors out there in the world that we have to worry about. Internally, you know, we, we need to come together um, as a team. And then look, we have multiple brands in the same category. We have several rum brands. We have a couple of tequila brands. We have the corporate story. We have the brand stories. So there's just like a ton of crossover that we see. But me, that means, you know, we don't want to step on each other's toes. Um, and we're, we're very mindful of that. And I think that final ingredient that I mentioned is fun, um, especially over the last few years where it's been a grind for comms individuals. Um, we make sure we connect regularly and that can be in real life. It can be virtually. We keep it light. We're constantly talking. We already talked about celebrating each other. We're celebrating. We have amazing WhatsApp chats that will never see the light of day with anyone outside of our core team, but we're sharing TikToks and things that make us laugh <laughs> and great work. Um, and, you know, it's the really small things, but they keep us united. Okay, if, if I didn't enjoy working with PR Week so much, I might be sending in my resume, but don't worry, I won't be doing it. <laughs> Jessica, Jamie gave a tremendous answer to that question, but if you have anything to add, um, you know, I'm happy to give you the opportunity to do so. Uh, that was a great answer. Um, I, I'll just add that, you know, I think it also comes from experience of being at many corporations before this and seeing how communications and brand PR and marketing, they, they're all structured differently at different companies, right? So we've just come to terms with, it's not really about the reporting line, it's about how you come together and bring the right people into the into the room and the conversations. And so we've found a way to make it feel like a team. And everything I echo everything that Jamie said. It's a conscious effort every day. The amount of times that we're on a call, we say, wait, let's let's bring in someone from brand PR. Or they say, let's bring in someone from corporate communications. It's it's habit at this point. And it just makes us succeed better together. Other than the fact that I'll never use the term secret sauce with you guys again. One of the things <laughs> that I've picked up you guys have said the word team a lot, and um, <laughs> I think that's indicative. So, um, no, that wasn't a joke, actually. I'm, I'm being serious here. So, um, I think this is a good segue, actually, to this question, because um, one of the characteristics of being a great place to work in PR is creating a culture where staffers can produce exceptional work. We gave our survey respondents 12 adjectives to choose from, and they were asked to select the ones that best describe their workplace. 
Bacardi did particularly well in terms of creativity. For a PR pro, what more could you want? So Jessica and Jamie, how do you create a culture that optimally allows comm staffers to be creative? Well, you know, we, we have the benefit of starting with something really beautiful that we're passionate about, right? When you look at the portfolio that exists within our business, it kind of makes it easy to inspire creativity. And so I think that is where when people first join, they're so excited about the brands that they work on that it allows them to just kind of open their minds. We are also a company that, you know, frankly, is is smaller compared to our competition. And so we believe that big creative ideas will help us stand out. And it's part of what we're always trying to push for. We're always pushing for what's next, what's new, what's happening in the conversations and how do we make ourselves part of that? Um, I'm I'm really happy to see that creativity popped up. Um, I know that Jamie has some great stories from um, the brand side. I'm going to hand it over to her Mm -hmm. to share some of these. Yeah, you know, just to echo that, um, we have this beautiful, iconic portfolio of brands. Like there is absolutely no better canvas for creativity. I think we start each day and we feel really lucky to be able to work on these brands. And so where we start is if you have a great idea, we want to hear it. And we empower not just our teams internally, but like, look, we also have agencies around the world and, and large teams that are working on these brands. I mean, we've got 200 brands and labels. That's a lot of work that's happening with PR on any given day. So I, if this podcast was a lot longer, um, we could talk about all of them. But I mean, even thinking of some of our, our smaller brands or what we call incubation brands, we have a brand called Sandra Men, which is a great example of creativity. It's an elderflower liqueur. It's a beautiful brand, gorgeous bottle that just sticks out when you see it on the on the back bar. But they're they're known for bringing the joy of flowers to people in a new way. And that's, again, speaks to the intrinsics of the brand. And historically, you know, we would have these beautiful activations popping up in New York or London, floral exhibitions. But last year, the team was saddled with the fact that there was an international flower shortage. Now, with all of the other shortages and, you know, inflationary pressures and things like that, that certainly wasn't making a lot of headlines, but it was the reality of the situation. But the PR team, both in-house and at our agencies, they took that and they turned it into this amazing idea to, instead of, you know, trying to source flowers from all over the world, to work with paper floral artists celebrating this idea of Saint-Germain. And it just came together in a really creative, beautiful way, turning something on its head. And look, you know, they got a ton of press and activity around it. So... I think we have the beauty of this canvas that we're able to work with our brands. And then, you know, we've just got an amazing team and some really smart, fun, creative people working on it and coming up with great ideas. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, I, I actually, I will say this, though. Perhaps the fact that you do start with this beautiful canvas of all the wonderful products that you have, in some ways, that puts a lot of pressure on you. Because if it's so easy to be creative, and I'm not saying it is, you really kind of have always have to outdo yourself and you're in a very competitive space and a lot of your competition also has a lot of a beautiful canvas to start with as well. So it's not as easy as Jessica and Jamie might be making it out to be. I mean, they do some <laughs> wonderful creative campaigns, but it still takes an amazing amount of creativity to do it, especially in the space that they're in. So kudos to you for that. 
Broadly speaking, the past few years have truly brought on a notable rise in comms' place in relation to the C-suite. Comms has the C-suite's ear more than it ever has before. The C-suite expects comms to impact the business more than it ever has before and in more ways than it ever has before. And a great place to work for PR must be one where the comms team enjoys that status. So please speak a bit about your team's place in regards to the C-suite. Um, and Jamie, again, in this back and forth world of Gideon, you're the one who goes first this time. Yeah, look, it is so vital that we have a shorthand with the C-suite because things are happening incredibly quickly. As we know, each day it can be a new reality for us and for our brands and for our corporate environment. And we look, we benefit from that. We, you know... You mentioned earlier that we have different stakeholders that we report into, um, but we have that direct relationship and that trust. So whether it's the the chief marketing officers, the CEOs, our chief counsel, um, it's a reflection of the team's work that they've done year over year. Um, But when needed, we're there and we're not just, um, you know, activating, we're counsel. And we absolutely benefit from that. and, And it shows up in the work. Yeah, well, what I'll add to that is I think there's an elevated sensitivity as well for us as a company in terms of reputation management and the role communications plays on that. And that's because we are a family-owned company, right? So people think of Bacardi. Bacardi is also a family. And so we take an extra, let's say, level of, of care and caution um, when we're talking about our business and how we represent things and who we align ourselves with and who we partner with, because it is also a family name. And so having that trust from the C-suite and also from key members of our family, like our chairman, is critically important because they know that they can come to us as trusted counsel to give them a point of view, not just in what's happening within the company, but what's happening in the outside world, right? I think that's equally important for us to give them that perspective and then guide them on how we as a company, as a brand, as teams need to show up. Thank you very much for that. And, you know, I'm going to go back to those 12 adjectives before, because again, when I was looking at the results from the survey, um, it was really those 12 adjectives that really kind of stood out because it was really interesting to see the honorees and where they did really, really well compared to everybody else. And we already spoke about creativity, but another area where your staff rated you quite high is, um, well, the word was entrepreneurial. I think in the context of the sense, it might need to be a little different term, but entrepreneurial is a term that was used. So just as I asked with you about creativity, how does Bacardi create a culture where all employees, particularly the comms team, are empowered to be entrepreneurial? And again, um, I asked that in in the context of the fact that you guys are very team oriented and that's great. But you were talking a little bit before about still giving opportunity for individuals to shine as well. And I guess you guys must be doing a good job of that too, because again, you scored really well on this. So Jessica, what makes Bacardi a comms team that really empowers people to be entrepreneurial? I was so excited to see that this was one of the high scores because it's a great reflection of the culture Bacardi. So we always say that we live by the three F's and the three F's are fearless, family and founders. And, you know, these pillars are rooted in a history of 160 years. It's um, rooted in being family owned for seven generations. And we've always talked about what's helped us succeed and what's kept us afloat for this long as a private company are these three F's. And when you think about being fearless and a founder, those are linked directly to the, an entrepreneurial spirit, right? It's about 
being fearless by chasing new ideas, about feeling comfortable with the ability to propose something different and go in a new direction. And a founder is about thinking like, would I, would I do these things if it was my family name on the bottle? Like, would I fund that project if it was my bank account we were tapping into? Right. And so that all leans into being an entrepreneur and running a business like it was your own. And so I think it, I was so excited, like I said, to see that there because it really is a reflection of the culture that we're always talking about at the business. And it also, I think, ties back to Jamie's examples of creativity, because when you're in a company that in, enables and encourages and empowers you to come up with ideas, it also allows you to bring your creativity to the table, right? We're not boxing people in by some rules and restrictions, which then always kills creativity, right? We're saying, come up with something, or we're going to empower you to do it. So I think those two link really nicely together. Absolutely. Jamie, and anything to add? Yeah, you know, Jessica said it great, but I'd like to add, I think, um, you know, you hear Bacardi and it's the name on the door. It's our gorgeous namesake rum. But, you know, as we've talked about, you know, we have so many different brands and brands that are at different life stages around the world, right? And some are household names in some markets and then in other places, they're just getting started. So I think, you know, to add, as we talk about who we are and as we pull the work through, the reality is that we are entrepreneurs. You know, you may be working on a brand that is like a startup brand. And so it gives you a real opportunity You work in this company with this 160-year-old legacy. But sometimes you're working on a brand that's just starting and you're actually really close to the founders of that brand. So there, there is layers to this and it changes kind of day by day, depending upon you're working with. And we see that on the brand PR side and we see that on the corporate side as well. So um, it really allows us to flex different muscles on any given day. And it, it keeps it definitely fun um, and unexpected. And I think that's what the teams love about the work. Every day is different. Excellent. One of the things I've really enjoyed about these podcasts that I've done with some of the honorees is these are clearly team awards, and they should be. But I've had the great fortune of speaking to a few people, and Jamie and Jessica are perfect examples of this. You guys probably won't say this, but there's no doubt that a main reason why all the communicators on your team really enjoy working at Bacardi is because of the two of you. And I easily sense that from this conversation. And no, they're not sending me a bottle of Bacardi just because I said that. If anyone out there is thinking that, it's not that way. But, um, but in all seriousness, though, like I said, um, it's really, really great to get a little bit of an insight as to the organizations that we honored and why we did so. And again, I want to thank Jessica and Jamie for taking the time from what I know are very, very busy schedules to join me today. This isn't just about putting a spotlight on deserved honorees like Bacardi. It really is about sharing some ideas with you from these organizations that you can implement yourself. And Pierre is going to be doing this again next year. Best places to work again. Um, obviously, I expect Bacardi to enter again, but there's no guarantees you run here. You never know. But congratulations to the two of you and to Bacardi for the honor this year. Thank you, everyone out there for listening. And until next time, this is Gideon Fiddleside wishing you a wonderful rest of the day and to all of you and yours, the happiest of holiday seasons. I will see you all very soon.